Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Wow. Hello and welcome to the Abroad Japan podcast, probably the best way of learning about life in Japan without actually being in Japan. I'm your host, Chris Broad, and we're joined, as always, by top London radio DJ and certified Japanophile, Mr. Pete Donaldson. Pete, how are you doing? I'm all right, thanks, Chris. How the devil are you? It's very miserable here in London, and I'm sad. <laughs> oh, it's, uh, it's lovely, absolutely lovely. We're in that sort of time now where it's just before summer kicks in and it mm. gets really really unpleasantly hot so yeah i'm embracing the weather it's lovely oh lovely old job well i hope so you happy. get a nice tan <laughs> do people get tans yeah, quite easily in japan because obviously it's very humid i imagine that might cool you down uh cool the surface of the skin down a little bit well people don't like getting tanned in japan mm. that's why they wear that's why they use umbrellas in summer it's yeah. quite surreal uh when you come over in summer and everyone's using an umbrella to hide the sun because uh it's kind of it, it's in Japan, like the the peasants used to be tanned because yeah. they'd spend so much time out in the fields, um, so it kind of looks bad to have a tan. So it's the complete opposite of Europe and America and everywhere else. But, yeah, uh, yeah, I get tanned. I get incinerated when I'm over here, so <laughs> I have to cake myself in uh, sun lotion just mm. to get by. Yeah. So you said uh, you, you messaged me the other day saying you watched Lost in Translation one of my yeah. favourite Japan films well I what led you to watch it I well I tell you exactly what let me let me watch it it's now um, Wednesday and Game of Thrones has been out for like three days and uh, I just couldn't find a decent stream of it so I was like you know what I'm going to start watching something else instead because if Game of Thrones <laughs> can't be bothered to give me an illegal download of, of it, I am, going, I am going to watch Lost in Translation instead. So I went on to Amazon uh, Prime and watched Lost in Translation because I haven't watched it since I was, well, since it came out, I suppose. Um, I don't know how many years ago it was, but it was it was a Sofia Coppola film after The Virgin Suicides. And I remember when I was at university, I went to the uh, cinema by myself, uh, probably about mm. three or four times to watch that film because I bloody loved Virgin Suicides because um, it was um, had a great soundtrack. It was just a really, really good film. Uh, and so when I, when when that came out, I was like, oh, that's got to be really good. And it was. Uh, but now I've gone back to it as a as a as a certified Japanophile. I was like, oh, that's quite interesting, really. I've sort of noticed noticed places I've been, well, noticed things I've you'd done. You've been to all the places, wouldn't you? <laughs> well, kind of, Isn't yeah. It? Well, it's it's very um, Shinjuku, isn't it? There's a lot of uh, He's just in a really posh hotel mm. in Shinjuku. It's basically just Shinjuku the movie. Um, mm. And it came out in 2003. So the skyline of Shinjuku is pretty much the same in the movie as it is now. Mm. Um, but I love that movie. I've talked about it a fair bit that I made a concerted effort when I first moved to Japan to pretty much go to every single place that's in the film. Mm. From the uh, New York Bar and Grill, where Bill Murray and Scarlett Johansson spend most of the time just hunched over a whiskey. Um, which is at the top of the, the hotel, to the yeah. hotel itself, which cost a stupid sum of money. But it was kind of worth it to do it once. Uh, also, the karaoke place, the, where they do karaoke, the famous scene where they're sitting there doing karaoke for mm. a few hours. I went there as well. Whereabouts is that? to be so like the film. So there's like, because it's sort of like um, a window that kind of uh, leans out into the street, isn't it? Is that is that mm. in Shinjuku or is that in Shinjuku? Because I'm sure there's a place like that in Shibuya. Well, it's actually just around the corner from your favourite 
place, which I is knew the, it. The, the Love Hotel district I in Shibuya. I bloody knew that, because I was like, that looks really yeah. familiar. That's really near the crossing, isn't it? It is, yeah. It's like five yeah. minutes from the crossing. Um, and it's a really unremarkable karaoke place, actually. Mm. There's nothing special about it. Yeah. Um, but I don't know why they film there. But uh, it's quite kind of cool, because you kind of do karaoke, and you've got the window looking out onto the street across Shibuya. Um, so it's kind of a, you do feel like you're in the film when you do karaoke there. So yeah. Yeah, I recommend checking it out. It's not exactly expensive. It's like two thousand yen for a, an hour or two sessions. So oh. I have to drag you along there when you're over here Lovely old in job. June. Yeah, given um, that that's where you basically end up most of the time when you come to Tokyo. <laughs> that would be so rude. Stomping ground. <laughs> yeah. um, I just like the fact that um, it kind of shows you uh, little bits and bobs we've spoken about before, like uh, obviously the pervasiveness of the fax machine. Even in 2019, people still use um, fax machines <laughs> bill murray receives a lot of faxes and carpet samples as he feels that his life is just <laughs> you know going awry um and and obviously karaoke and little wee bars and stuff and uh but i mean a lot of it is just bill murray going i don't know what you're saying i don't know what you i don't know what you're saying i don't know what you're saying <laughs> people mixing you know l's and r's up it, and there's a lot of that about and a lot of like bill murray going i'm six foot one look how tall i am in the lift with all of these shorter people <laughs> even though i'm fairly certain <laughs> japanese people aren't much shorter than any anywhere else to be quite frank <laughs> well <laughs> yeah it's just he's bloody tall mm. um what I like, I mean, that scene in the film, the, like the most famous scene is where he's doing that commercial for whiskey, right? Yeah. And the guy, what was it the guy says? Do you remember? The, oh, it's just, the director is like, more, it Centauri Good Times. Or yes. Centauri Good Times or something. <laughs> yeah, and he's shouting at the woman, the translator, for like yeah. five minutes. And then yeah, she just sort of says, more intensity. <laughs> boils down the yeah, whole says, like, tirade into one yeah, sentence. Yeah, because he says loads of stuff like, because uh, um, sort of it's Hibiki Centauri, isn't it? Hibiki something. Yeah, like, that's yeah. the really fancy uh, whiskey, which is really nice. If you ever get a bottle of Hibiki, um, get involved because it's really lovely. Um, but. Um, yeah, he he sort of she he's sort of saying like a million different things at Bill Murray, uh, and then she just boils it down to like look to the right, and he goes, "Did he really say just look to the right?" Because he seemed like he said a lot of things there, and he goes, "Adatawa, tomodachi." He says something like <laughs> like talk to your friends or something. <laughs> it's just so weird. But at the end, when uh, he's saying goodbye to Scarlett Hansen, and let's make it very clear, she was seventeen when this uh, bloody film was filmed. Oh dear, yeah. uh, little bit upsetting. Um, and uh, yeah, when when he says goodbye to her, um, I think I figured out what he says because obviously you can't hear it. It's very low in the mix, and that's the mysterious mm. thing. Uh, Bill Murray came up with something on the set. Um, he whispers it in Scarlett Hansen's ear and says. Will you go and get us a coolish from Seven Eleven? <laughs> he definitely says that. <laughs> are, you, are you sure about get that, a, Pete? Or is that a, kind of what? Here, love, get us a Seven Eleven, get us a Seven Eleven coolish, will you? <laughs> and a Picari sweat. You should reenact that scene uh, in the speech <laughs> of Shinjuku. Should just redo Lost in Translation. I remember I when I stayed there, I actually was going to make a video and I started filming it. Mm. And I was going to make a video called Lost in Stupidity. And I reenacted the scene uh, where Scarlett Johansson's in the hotel room by the window, lazing around right. like a, amongst a pile of rubbish and boxes and everything. And I staged it and filmed it, but I looked too ridiculous. I knew that. I just thought the image would go back and come back and haunt me. And I just <laughs> ended up deleting it, probably for the greater good. But. Maybe we should uh, maybe we should refilm refilm it with you get, in it. Get me a pink wig. Just need a girl. Get me a pink wig. <laughs> to play wig. Scott Johansson. I'll play the girl. Grow up. <laughs> but I could definitely relate to the um, the whiskey scene where the director's having a go at him because I've done that. I think I mentioned I did a um, tire commercial in Sendai a few years back. Mm. Uh, it was just a voiceover and it was in English for this tire company. I don't even know how it happened. I think Riotaro. Uh, just got this weird job for me. So I went in and did it. And I had to say, like, these are the best tyres you'll ever have. The best tyres, if you can have a car, these are the tyres to buy. Something like that. And the guy kept coming in, and his direction was just horrific. He just came in and was like, more feeling. What does that mean, more feeling? <laughs> I think I think the problem was my intonation's a bit rubbish. I'm not like you. My intonation's a bit monotonous. Um so I kind of just be like, these are really good tyres, you should definitely buy them, when he wanted. These are the best goddamn tyres you're ever going to buy, they're the best tyres, you've got to buy these tyres, they're amazing. I'd love to hear you, I'd love to hear this advert of you just not giving a shit, sort of going, if you need some <laughs> tyres for your car, just, I mean, 
you can buy these. I mean, you buy anyone really, any any one of them. Um, but these are all right, I suppose. Um, I'm reliably informed that these tyres are pretty good. <laughs> there you go. I never heard the commercial, and I, I don't particularly want to. But if you're in Japan, you hear a tyre commercial, and you hear my voice, let me know. Mm. Drop us a line because uh, it'd be good to hear how what made what what came of it. Um, anyway, <laughs> today I thought we got an interesting one. This the magazine article came out listing the ideal traits um, for a man. Uh, from Japanese women, Japanese women's magazine lists of traits for an ideal man, and oh. I've there was a list of about forty-five things, and I narrowed it down to the twenty-six most interesting ones because if we went through the whole list, we'd be here till the end of time. Okay. So I thought it'd be quite interesting to go through this list of somewhat bizarre traits. There's twenty-six of them, and see who wins out of Pete and myself. Who gets the most points? Who has the most traits? The most ideal, ideal traits. Um, I don't know who's going to win, but it's certainly going to be interesting. <laughs> so, so this is Probably the battle Pete. for who's going to be the most ideal man in Japan. The idea, the most ideal Japan man. Is it me or is it you, Chris? <laughs> it could be me, it could be you. Right, I don't okay. really know, but I know this. Uh, if, if you're listening to this, guys, do keep a score. Let us know if you if you win out of Pete and me and yourself. <laughs> Let's see who gets the most points. The first one probably isn't very surprising. So number one. Uh, and keep a keep a score, Pete, because I can't be bothered to keep count for you okay, as right. well. So <laughs> I'm too lazy for that. Uh, number one, Ugh, got a pen. The first ideal trait. Number one, the guy would have black hair, ideally. Right. Um, I mean, that's right a, I mean, I mean, that is that that precludes a lot of the world, really, isn't it? I mean, if you've got any other colour than black, <laughs> you're screwed, really, because obviously all what Japanese about? people have black hair, kind of thing, don't they? What about dark brown hair? Does that is that black hair? Does, could I could I get well, clearly not? This I mean they they must know the difference between black and brown. So no, I don't think you would be able to get away with that. I thought you had. I thought you did have quite black hair as they go. Nah, I did. Uh, I did dye my hair comically black once. Mm. Um, it was the worst thing I've ever done. I looked like Dennis the Menace as cartoon because <laughs> obviously it just looks abnormally weird um, for just a Westerner to dye their hair black, and it looked ridiculous. I had to shave all my hair off. <laughs> don't know what I was thinking. The box did say, to be fair, it did say shocking black. Shocking. And it was certainly shocking. For all the wrong reasons. So, zero points no, there. Zero points for both for you both, and yeah. I. Um, zero, zero. The second one is again related to hair. Okay. Uh, the ideal guy should have a short hairstyle. Yes, I think I've got this one. Your hair is a little bit longer than mine. But it's still short. But is my hair short? Yeah. Your hair short? Yeah, your hair is still short though, isn't it? And yeah. when you visit England, you always get your hair cut here. So if you're not short now, in the next couple of months <laughs> when you pop home, you'll probably be short pretty soon. So that's I'm a one all here. Give myself a point. Number three, uh, at least 175 centimetres or five foot nine. Oh, I, no. Um, I, you, you're about that, aren't you? I'm five foot eight. <laughs> really? There's no two ways about it. I can't dress it up. Um. The height of, oh, I don't know, probably a bit taller than Lionel Messi, and he does all right. So, I'm 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 taller yeah. than most Hollywood uh, hunks because they've got that perfect ratio of quite a small body but a big head, which is apparently quite perfect for uh, the screen. Well, I don't know what I, I know. I know I'm around 173 or four, mm. but I thought you were taller than me, so I don't know how that works. I'm definitely. Well, I guess uh, I'm- no, you're, you're, I think you're a bit taller than me, but I'm. Uh, I'm yeah, I'm, I'm. I'm definitely five eight, and uh, I'm. 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 I'm cool with it. I've lived with this for a long time. It's fine. <laughs> well, I'm not going to give myself a point there because <laughs> okay. I don't know. But I know I'm in the region of 174 to five. But okay, there. that's a zero for both of us there. So it's not a clear cut win, is it? So I can't let. I can't really have that one. Ah, <sighs> dear. Oh well. Number four though. I think number four goes over to you. And this is thin and muscular. Oh, Guys fucked. Be thin we are and muscular. fucked, Chris. <laughs> Excuse my language, but we are ruined. <laughs> well, well, no, you are thin and muscular because you work out at the gym, as you always talk about on this podcast. <laughs> I never That's talk about my gym work. Eat your protein bloody bars all I the time. Did, I started the day with a sausage sandwich, sausage and egg sandwich, so no, I don't start with... Uh, I don't do my protein. Um, I do go to the gym. I'm more muscular than I have been in the past, uh, but I'm still... You get when you're a, When you're a bit younger... And this happens to a lot, lads, I always think. Um, you get in your mind that you're a thin guy. Yeah, I'm the thin guy. I'm, I'm a thin guy. I'm, <laughs> I've got really small wrists and little skinny arms, and I'm a thin guy. And then you get in your 30s, and you're like, oh, no, I'm not a thin guy anymore. But parts of my body have remained thin, uh, but my belly 
because I like beer, has gone big. So I look like a little frog boy. <laughs> so I think I kind- think by the standards <laughs> of a Japanese person, you are thin. I think you can give yourself a point. I mean, I definitely can't. Oh, I might have been thin and muscular straight after the cycle, but now uh, having several months have passed and I've, <laughs> I'm not doing that well, um, especially as it's been winter. So I just sit inside and eat chocolate and stuff. So mm. I can't really give myself a point there, but I think you definitely should. If you're not thin and muscular, <sighs> I don't know who is. All right, okay. I'll give myself a point, no point for you. What's the next one? And, uh, and I don't want you to win. Let me be clear. I don't want you to win here. Yeah, this is the charity <laughs> case, yeah. Objectively, you are thin and muscular. Uh, number five, this is a weird one. Um, often wears hooded sweatshirts. Right, what's that about? I don't do that. I don't do that at Who'd, all. I mean, I don't. I, I mean, I out. do when I go to the gym. So I guess I wear them almost every day. But still, like, that's not not a sweatshirt. That qualifies as often. Probably, yeah. Surely. I mean, I yeah. I, I mean, I probably would put myself in there. But like, also. What what is the, I mean? Who does wear hooded sweatshirts? I mean, it's very skate culture, isn't it? Old uh, old hooded mm. sweatshirts and street streetwear, you'd call it, wouldn't you? So basically, they say I mean, they like I, streetwear. Who who has voted for these things? That's what I want to know. <laughs> Japanese women. Yeah. I mean, I dress like a Bond villain, um, which means I basically just wear a black T-shirt most days, uh, and I, I don't wear hooded sweatshirts because I like to dress like I'm a serious evil businessman. And sweatshirts <laughs> kind of kill that kill that persona. So I, I definitely can't get a point here mm. uh, but you do okay. so well done again right, fair lucky, lucky devil number six uh, the ideal man prefers navy blue or white clothing and again <laughs> I am screwed no points no, there no I points don't do here. blue I don't do white I just wear black I, wore, I so, wear some dreadful clothing just completely not a dreadful clothing awful but you wear navy blue and white don't you I just I just wear all the colours of the rainbow. It's just, I mean, not that navy blue or white is in the rainbow, I don't think. But uh, I'm just saying that it's um, yeah. I, I wear some. It's terribly colourful clothing. But no, navy blue or white is not one of those. <laughs> Are you sure? I, I no. You're being too harsh on yourself here. I don't think I don't think I don't think it's a really uh, an accolade, personally. <laughs> Number seven, the ideal man spends a lot of time in the Harajuku neighbourhood. Um, now, I've admitted many times in the past that I despise Harajuku. I don't like fashion. I don't like young people. I don't like trendy things. I hate Harajuku, and I may go out of my way to avoid it, um, along with Shibuya. So, again... No point for me, but you seem to like Harajuku, don't you, Pete? Um, I don't like Harajuku because it's very busy and it's just, um, there's nothing for me, is there, really? It's just full of tourists going, oh, where are the little girls dressed like weird um, Edwardian dolls? <laughs> where are the little girls dressed like Edwardian dolls? And they're never there. It's just people hawking old, uh, you know, knock-off um, handbags and stuff. So, yeah, it's... Uh, yeah, not really. I've, 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 I don't really spend a lot of time there. There is a good uh, toy shop there called Kitty World, rather upsettingly. <laughs> so I recommend I'm that. I'm amazed you haven't brought up uh, Condom Mania. Oh yes, and Condom Mania. Yeah, it's just a just a time. placed. Yeah, right on right on the biggest crossing in Harajuku. There's just a shop uh, that in like it's kind of on the street. That's just it just sells condoms and it's Condom Mania. Um, and everyone's you can't, fine. You can't with miss it. it really, can no, you? No, you really can't. The, the, the billboard for it's pretty significant. It's so strange. In size and scale. Yeah. All right. So no points there. Probably a good thing, though. Uh, <laughs> number eight, and I don't get this one. The ideal man uh, should have his birthday in August. I Both of us have our birthdays in April. So. What's that about? <laughs> What's that about? No, yeah, I, I, I it, that. It's, it just sounds like they've interviewed one woman in Harajuku <laughs> in Who's a hoodie <laughs> Who's, who wants to get back with her boyfriend who whose birthday's in August. <laughs> It is though. It mm. is uh, Natsuki's birthday in August, if I'm not mistaken. Ah. To be fair, I probably am. So there's one point to Natsuki. One point for Natsuki. For um, yeah, no, no points there. This is not going well for me. No. At all. Yeah, um, no, no number no. nine. Uh, the ideal guy uh, is the oldest son out of all his siblings, <laughs> and I've got a point there. Yes. Yes. Finally, so have I. I've got one younger sister. So have I. I. So we're keeping, we're keeping parity. Yeah. So I'm the oldest son out of the siblings. My sister's younger than me. So. I'm also very much in the race now. I don't know. I don't really know why that's a, a trait people like. I guess it's because 
the oldest sibling typically inherits more money from the family and has a lot ah. more responsibility. But I would have thought that would be a burden. Yeah. Because typically the oldest sibling has to, look, have to look after, after the parents. The, yeah. The parents live with them and stuff. So don't really know why that's a... Not looking forward. Not looking have. forward, these people. Yeah. Um, yeah, who wants to live with their, <laughs> their in-law's family in a tiny house? <laughs> crowded. Stuff that. Um, number 10. The ideal man should be a member of an athletic club as opposed to an art club. Um, I think that's you. I mean, that, that is... a sporty football that's man. The, um, that's, yeah, I, I, I probably have one there, but I, I think... Um, what's wrong with the art clubs? Why? It's, as I said, yeah, it's I very specific. Know. It just sounds like they've interviewed one, one woman who wants to get back with a sporty, <laughs> hoodie-wearing ex. <laughs> I, well, I, mean, I don't get any points there. Um, as I mentioned before... Me and sports and I don't really have a very good relationship, so <laughs> I'd probably be in the art club because film equals art. So mm. yeah, no points there. Um, the ideal guy. This is number eleven. The ideal guy should have a lot of friends. A lot of friends. Uh, <laughs> that's kind of a subjective one. Yeah. Do you have a lot of friends, Pete? Um, I have a lot of acquaintances uh, and a few close friends, um, but I get really stressed out when I don't if somebody says oh let's go for lunch I'm like I, I don't have time but I feel very guilty so I, I do it anyway and then I'm really pushed so I do feel more of a uh, duty to people who aren't necessarily really close friends I'd say um, but uh, yeah so yeah you're going to give yourself a point I, 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 you know what I am going to give myself a point there and oh. I'm not trying to steal points I'm not very again I may be a member of an athletic club as, as opposed to an art club but I'm not very competitive <laughs> Well, I'm going to give myself a point there because, objectively, I guess I do. I don't know what yeah. a lot of friends is, but I feel like I've got friends. In I'll be your friend, Chris. Japan and the UK, so I've yeah. earned it. Fuck it. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. In our daily lives, we all carry around with us different stressors. They can be big, they can be small, and sometimes we might not even realize that we're carrying them around with us. But if these feelings stay bottled up, they can start to affect us negatively, which is why having a positive outlet for discussion can be such a valuable tool for your well-being. Therapy can be a perfect outlet for your inner stressors. It's a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Sometimes just speaking things out into the open can be such a great release of inner tension. So you can spend less time stressing about the issue and more time figuring out how you can overcome it. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com forward slash Japan today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com forward slash Japan. Number 12. Has had the ideal guy has had three prior girlfriends. Uh, I have, I have actually, yeah. So that's a mm. that's a point for me. What about you? 
Yeah, I'm a serial monogamist. I've, uh, <laughs> I've had a few. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, I don't, well, again, why is that a popular trait? Any I ideas? Three. I don't know. Three. I mean, why is three the magic number. Yeah, it means that you're not weird. <laughs> it means that you. Yeah. It means that uh, it means that you're not. You know, uh, a man who upsets people um, and can juggle responsibilities, having loads of friends and also having a few girlfriends in the past. I don't know why three, three is not, a magic number, though. Uh, not a man that upsets people. I know for a fact <laughs> that the uh, the three prior girlfriends, I think I've made them cry at some point. Um, so I don't know if that's accurate. But is that something <laughs> I should admit on the podcast? Probably, well, uh, I mean, yeah, I mean everybody gets upset sometimes, don't they? Yeah. And sometimes they're not get necessarily getting upset at you. They're getting upset about something about their own lives. <laughs> I Definitely. don't know. Oh, I'll give myself a point there. Uh, number 13, <laughs> the, the ideal guy. Moving on swiftly from the stories of how I made my girlfriends cry. Uh, number 13, the ideal guy. Uh, the ideal guy currently works part-time at a cafe. Where's that uh, come from? I don't know. I don't know why that's a thing. I mean, I've I've not worked at a cafe, but I've worked at a castle. Um, but I don't currently do that because I'm a YouTuber, and I know you don't work at a cafe unless no. you've secretly been moonlighting or doing something on the side whilst I being did, a top on the radio DJ. I did one trial day at a Costa Coffee and uh, covered a woman <laughs> in form. So I, I don't think I will be working in a cafe because uh, when was that? When was oh, that? that was when I was like. 22 I think I just went I left uni and I was like oh god I need some money quickly and uh, I covered a woman in form that sounds rather tasteful <laughs> um, no points there um, trait number 14 the ideal guy should be kind and gentle um, now I'd say you get a point there you are relatively kind and oh. somewhat gentle somewhat I'm gentle. neither of those things I'm abrasive and unpleasant <laughs> and I'm definitely not kind and gentle. I can't give myself a point there, even if I wanted to. I think you're quite kind, though. Nah. Unless you're, I mean, unless you're faced with a balloon animal that a man's made for a project. <laughs> well, yeah, what have I done for you recently? I mean, I bought you Kobe beef. That's true. Actually, no, but wait a second. Brian wait a second. Did not... Su- did not... Uh, did Tokyo Creative not, not foot the bill for that one, Sunshine? I'm not letting you have that one. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, I haven't <laughs> done anything good for you, have I? Yeah, but you've I've let me on this. You've you. let me on this podcast and also a couple of your videos. So that's pretty kind. How yeah. much you know, can you know about yourself until you're on a YouTube video? <laughs> Pete's got. Pete looks like CM Punk. Pete's got a funny shaped head. Hasn't Pete got a big nose? <laughs> Pete doesn't look that. He's clearly been tra- traumatized by your experience on YouTube. <laughs> um, I think you, you could get a point there. I'm not having a point. Um, okay, you're, you're mugging yourself on a lot of points here. Off a lot of points. Well, I'm trying to. I want points. Make no mistake, but I'm trying to be <laughs> fair and objective. Um, okay. The next one uh, is the ideal guy wants to get married someday. <laughs> right. Mm. Do you want to get married someday? Um, yeah. Um, you know when the right person comes along. Yeah. I, yeah. I probably do. Yeah. Um, but um, it hasn't happened yet. I've got no, I've got no policy against it. I do find um, the 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 shackles of marriage uh, serve the men better than they serve the women uh, in a in a um, male female partnership. But yeah, um, in, in my situation, yeah, I could uh, if somebody wanted to get married, I probably would. There you go. If anybody's listening, wants to marry, <laughs> let us know. Uh, I. It's interesting. Up until the age of the other week when I was 28 years old uh, I never really wanted to get married I thought no why would anyone ever want to get married when you can mm. travel the world and have adventures and be free but I don't know I felt now that I'm almost 30 I do feel like uh, it might be a good idea to settle down it could be quite fun um, and my my views on that have changed completely I remember when I was a teacher all my students used to ask me oh do you want to get married do you want to get married because they, they love asking that question for some reason uh, and I'd always be like, no, no, I don't. Stop asking me questions about marriage. Never. Um, but yeah, no, my, my views on that have changed. And not just because I want a point in this little, <laughs> this little quiz. Sounds um, like we but can't yeah, rule I'm it out. myself a point there. Again, I'm having a damn point. Well, yeah, you can you um, still get married and then travel the world, Chris. You don't have to, but you can just do it together. <laughs> and yeah, also, like, you don't have to get married, you can get married. It's completely up to you guys. If you want a big party, invite your friends or your colleagues. Yeah. I think my, my views on marriage are very weird, to be honest. I, I, I just see it as this form of entrapment. But now, I don't know, I feel like entrapment. maybe it could work. Maybe it could work after all. 
get people to send in their views on marriage. It's the <laughs> Podcast at gmail.com folder. Um, we, what we got next? The next one, uh, trait number 16. The ideal guy limits his per month clothes purchases to 10,000 yen, which is about $90 or £80. Right. Pounds. What about you, Pete? Do you, do um, you on average, I'd probably price? say no. I buy a lot of suits. I like suits. So, um, not expensive suits necessarily, but I quite like suits. And uh, no, so I probably don't limit my per month clothes purchases to 10,000 yen. Well, finally, something I actually really yeah. point on that you don't. Uh, I very rarely buy clothes. Uh, I mean, my wardrobe is just about five or six black T-shirts on coat hangers. <laughs> I alternate between. Uh, so I have little need to buy anything else. And I, I despise clothes shopping. So, yeah, I get a point there. Um, even though it's not very flattering, is it? The idea that I don't buy clothes. It's cool to buy clothes. Well if, you, well, if you've got your basics, if you got your, if you only wear black shirts and you know, why do you have an addiction stuff? to buying suits? How did that come about? I don't know. I started buying them. Quite like them. I don't know. I like putting on a suit. If I had, if I had like a, a, a fair whack of money and a big house, I'd have a walk-in cupboard. And I'd just wear a suit every day. <laughs> but since I don't, <laughs> I can't. <laughs> Pete Donaldson's life goals: <laughs> cupboard full of suits. Yeah, um, be cool. Ideal trait, number 17. The, the ideal guy often rolls up the sleeves of his long-sleeved shirts. Ooh. Yeah, I do that. I, I, I can't walk around... You can't walk around, right, with a long-sleeved shirt um, with no jacket. <laughs> if you're wearing a jacket, all right, you roll your sleeves down, but you've got to roll your sleeves up if you're just wearing a shirt. That's crazy talk if you don't do that. Absolutely. I completely agree with you there, and that is something I do... Religiously, so a point there <laughs> for me and a point for you. Yay! Yes, I don't know why. That, again, I don't really know why that's a trait. Is it just no. cool to roll up your long sleeve shirts? Again, very specific. This Probably. woman is just—it's just one woman. It's just one woman trying to get her ex back, and we are servicing well, it. I suppose looking down this list so far, there aren't many points that really contradict each other. So it could just genuinely be one person with a rather demanding list of <laughs> characteristics and traits they want from some yeah, guy. Don't um, worry. The next point, number 18, the ideal guy will give you accessories for your birthday present. Accessories? That, you, you do? Um, what, like, what kind of accessories? Like, um, I don't know, like... Um, well, earrings. Necklace. Oh, I was, I was more thinking Cuff like... Links. Ah, I was thinking like a, like a mobile phone cover or a... Well, I suppose that, that works. Curtain Japanese rail. people love mobile phone covers. <laughs> you ever been to a shop and seen how many there are? Hundreds yeah. yeah. Like one iPhone model. Yeah, just think um, accessories like a um, like a GoPro mount. <laughs> I don't think that would no, count. No, that's not in there. No, okay. <laughs> I mean, is that something you would do though for your for your girlfriend? Would you buy accessories? Um, I always hedge my bets. I try and buy clothes and stuff, which is a bloody nightmare. Like, never try and buy clothes, but I always have a crack, and half of it usually goes back. Um, so I usually end up spending way too much money and um, I sort of, yeah, I massively hedge my bets. I'll buy something and I'll go, oh, that's, that's not enough. I'll buy something else and then, oh, that, I'm, not sure, I'm not sure about any of these presents. I'll buy a bit more <laughs> and then I end up spending a ridiculous amount of money, um, which is no good financially. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't really, I, from my previous girlfriends, I don't recall getting any accessories. I usually just do going out for dinner. Yeah. Or travelling and doing I think, experiences. Yeah, I think experiences um, is uh, experiences is a great uh, great way of doing that because then you can have a uh, enjoy it as well. <laughs> exactly, it's basically just an excuse for me to go out to a restaurant. To be honest, I don't know. I'm not really into material things. Um, I, I though, admittedly, I know girls like having things like accessories. All my girlfriends usually criticise me uh, for not <laughs> buying them enough earrings and things. Oh, um, so no point for me there. But I suspect you'll be giving yourself one. Um, uh, you know, I'm going to give myself one. Man. And I'm going to give myself one hard, thank you. <laughs> do, 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 do. One for Pete, zero for Chris. Yes. Number 19, the ideal man uh, regularly texts, emails and calls you, or does one of those things. Um, I'm notorious for not doing phone calls. I purposely ignore phone calls when they come through because mm. I despise talking on the phone. I'm not even sure why that is, to be honest. But I don't really like talking on the phone. I do texts. I don't do emails for, for girlfriends. That'd be a bit weird. Um, 
Oh, I don't know. I don't know, really. What, do, do you do that? This is getting quite personal now, isn't it? It depends on what your situation is. If, you, if you're not living with that person, um, I probably do over text. But then also, um, I, like, I, I prefer a phone call if I'm speaking to someone I really care about. But then I, I can do without phone calls in every other aspect of my life. Like nowadays nobody really calls. It's only the older generation who insists on picking up yeah. a phone call and, and getting a response. And to be honest, it kind of sorts things out a lot quicker, the old phone call, because it kind of ruminate and there's a bit of back and forth. With text, it's just like tap, 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 tap. And it's just like, it's it feels more like admin, the old texts, rather than uh, a phone call, because mm. a phone call's a bit more personal. I'm in, well, I'm in two minds whether or not to give myself a point. I do do a lot of texting, but I don't do phone calls. I think yeah. I'm going to give myself a point. Okay, Chris. Yes. Okay, good Screw man. It. <laughs> uh, are you? Uh, I, um, yeah, I do. I think I do, I do do a lot of texts. That's the thing. I do do a lot of texts. Well, you do text me a lot. Uh, yeah. There's no escape. You up. Um, <laughs> you up, babe. You up, babe. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's that kind of... I always, it's always fun waking up in the morning and opening my messages to find some weird photo that you've sent of something odd. Yeah. Like someone leaving crap on your post box outside the front <laughs> of your apartment. I live for those moments, Pete. Mm. Um, number 20. The ideal man likes eating meat and meaty dishes. Oh. <laughs> meaty dishes. It, it definitely um, sounds like she's like the um, daughter of a, like a massive um, abattoir <laughs> owner. <laughs> And so she's like, oh, my ideal, like, we can't be doing with any vegetarians in the house. She's, de- she's definitely well, got mean, a definite type, hasn't she? Yeah, I mean, vegetarianism still hasn't really arrived in Japan outside of Buddhist monk circles. The only place you find it is Buddhists, really. Right. Um, outside of that, it's still seen as just massively weird and inconvenient in Japan. They don't see any health benefits of cutting out meat, and it just causes all sorts of problems. So I can understand why that's a thing. I think... Um, it just causes hassle for the woman, knowing that she won't be able to cook various dishes and things. So I right, yeah. That. I mean, I get a tick there, no doubt about that. I am the epitome of someone who lives and dies by eating meat and meaty dishes. So I get a point, and I know for a fact you do. Well, yeah. I mean, I did start the day with a sausage sandwich, so I can't really get out of that one, can I? <laughs> exactly. Your whole, your whole breakfast this morning was a sausage sandwich. <laughs> uh, number 21, the ideal man... Loves cola. Where's this going? It's so strange. This looks like a sponsorship for Coke. Um, (laughs) I don't know why that's a thing. I hate cola. I drink it every week, at least once, I'd say, but I despise it. I feel really guilty once I've drunk it, given that it is just a cup of sugar Mm. and diabetes. So I avoid it. I don't like it. No point there. Yeah, I like. I do like a diet cork. Um, I've already had a diet cork today. Diet um, Full fat. eh, Full fat's hangover stuff. It's like Coke without Coke. It's like drinking Coke without all the fun. Yeah, but when you get to my age, the metabolism starts to slow down, so you can't get away with. And then people say, "Oh, yeah, but the body reacts to diet cork the same way that you do it to cook." But I quite like the bite of the diet cola. It's like ah, it's so aggressive. It's nice. The bite of the diet cola. There is no bite. Disgusting. (laughs) Number two, point number 20, point 22, the ideal guy is into Beatles. And let me elaborate, that's not Beatles, the music, the band, that is mm. just Beatles. Um, because in Japan, for some weird reason that I've yet to comprehend, Beatles are seen as cute. They're seen as cute. Unlike spiders, nobody likes spiders here, but right. they like Beatles. Don't know why that is. Uh, um, do, you, do you see a lot of Beatles in, in Japan? A fair bit, yeah. About as often as I see spiders, right? Which okay. to be to be to be often to be fair isn't that often um, because I live in Tohoku. So in North Japan, we don't have that many unpleasant insects. If you're in the in the south in Kyushu or Shikoku, there's loads. Um, there's no escaping them. So, <laughs> but no, I don't like beetles at all. Mm, and do you, I'm not, do you yeah, feel? I'm not. I'm not that asked about beetles to be honest. Maybe the scarab beetle, the old uh, dung roller. <laughs> well, I like them. But no, I'm not really. I wouldn't say I was into Beatles in, in the slightest. So no points for either of us there. Number twenty-three. Already won. Man. See you later. Already won this one. This, <laughs> this, is, this is the one. <laughs> this one was written for you. Number yeah. twenty-three. The ideal man can drink a lot of alcohol. And I have won the game. Thank you very much for playing, Chris. <laughs> See you next week. <laughs> well, I think by the standards of Japanese people, both you and I can yeah. drink a lot of alcohol. Um, yeah, we don't, that's, know, that's we don't need deal. those little recovery bottles neither to recover the next day. <laughs> we just um, sleep it off for an entire day and just chin the whole day off. 
<laughs> yes, the whole days are right off. Fair play to Japanese people. I've never seen a hungover Japanese person. Um, even at work parties where mm. the colleagues that I was with used to get obliterated and down like a whole bottle of wine, and we'd go to work the next day, and they'd just be completely normal as if nothing had happened, whereas I'd be, I'd have to sort of sneak <laughs> off to the side room where you can sleep, uh, and I would like sleep in this little room. Uh, but yeah, I've never seen a hungover Japanese person. They're magic. But maybe that's because they can't drink a lot of alcohol. Mm. I don't know. What I do know is I've got a point, finally. Mm. You both that get that one, time. I think. Number 24. The ideal guy doesn't wear aftershave or cologne. Oh, no. Um, yeah, I yeah. wear I wear a lot of cologne, so you'll definitely win this one, Chris. But, uh, yeah, I absolutely... I was once in a taxi in uh, New Orleans, and uh, the taxi driver... Um, we were in a taxi and the taxi driver went uh, who's wearing all cologne and it, we were all wearing cologne and we going well we're all kind of wearing it he goes next time a little less <laughs> I was like you're not getting a fucking tip <laughs> well, I wonder if it's a British thing because I yeah. actually wear I mean I used to wear quite a lot when I was a teacher um, mm. especially as I think it's because in the summer it's just so bloody hot right yeah. you get kind of sweaty you want to mask it by wearing cologne and aftershave uh, but I used to use it and my students would always comment on it. Um, mm. they'd, they'd often say, oh, it's a nice smell, it smells great. Right. But on the surface, it seemed like they were complimenting me. But I think actually they were subtly being indirect and sort of hinting that I was using it too much ah. uh, and being too polite to say. <laughs> um, but either way, I do wear it a lot. So I don't get a point there. And the fact that that's on the list would suggest that Japanese people don't really like it. You don't actually smell that much aftershave in mm. Japan at all. They don't really use it. Japanese people don't sweat as much as we do. And no. that's not just me making that up. That's actually a statistical scientific objective. I think I think, I think technically it's like they uh, the they don't smell. Their their sweat doesn't smell. They do sweat, but they don't the smell doesn't yes, sweat because yes. the um, effluvia, the poop of the microbes that eat the sweat, doesn't smell as bad. Uh, and in the grand scheme of like genetic um, sweat smells, we're right up there as, as the very worst. The old, uh, the old Western white people. So there you go. Hence the need of aftershave. Aye, <laughs> aye. Uh, this is the end game. We're getting towards the end of the list here. Number twenty-five. Mm. The ideal guy <laughs> is good at cooking rice omelets. <laughs> Uh, I don't think I've I, ever had a rice um, omelette. <laughs> have you not? Omuraisu. No. Literally omelette rice. Egg and rice. Bloody good. Oh, Just so egg good. fried rice, but all in one clump, it sounds like. Well, what it's like, you <laughs> get the rice, and then they sort of cook an omelette and drape it over the rice, and then cover oh, it in okay. tomato sauce or demi-glaze sauce. It's so good. Right. It's so good. I can cook omelettes. It's about the only thing I can cook. Yeah. Um, because it's just the simplest thing. And not even I can fuck that up. But... I can't really cook rice, but then I suppose you just have to put it in a rice cooker. I've never yeah. cooked a rice omelette. I used to eat omelettes like every day when I was working as a teacher. Yeah. Um, I used to have them for breakfast, but I never had it with rice. But nevertheless, I can cook an omelette really well, and I'm giving myself a much-needed point there. Yeah. I'm, I'm not giving myself any there, because I've never even had a rice omelette, quite frankly. Oh, my <laughs> God, we've reached the final question, Chris. This is it. The last trait. <sighs> probably the most important. The mm. ideal guy, number 26, the ideal guy is always smiling. Oh. Always smiling. Wow. And that is no point for me. <laughs> I don't really think I'm getting... Smile. You yeah. probably get a point there. You're I don't think happy. I'm getting... I don't think I'm boy. getting... I'm always happy, but the only time you see me is when I'm on holiday, so uh, I'm fairly <laughs> fairly carefree when I, when I want to be. <laughs> Are you going to give yourself a point? Nah. I'm British, of kind of, we don't smile. We grimace. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. So yeah, um, um, I, Chris, I think I might got? have, I think I might have hammered you there, Chris. To be honest, I think I might have Shit. absolutely destroyed you. I'm like easy about. I reckon I'm about out of twenty six. I reckon I'm about uh, eighteen, nineteen. Lovely old job. Really? Yeah. Come on. Oh crap! I've only got eleven out of twenty eight. Oh, sorry, eleven out of twenty six. Well, that's all right. Oh man. So basically, I, um, I should be on national television. I should be on NHK as the perfect. Uh, man in Japan <laughs> basically you're, you're the closest to being ideal that you could possibly be yeah. being a westerner being an oldest um, son a member of an athletic club <laughs> and having three prior girlfriends <laughs> 
Well done, Pete. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm actually quite surprised. I thought I'd do better than that. I'm kind of disappointed. Well, it just sounds very, uh, it sounds very uh, specific, this person who's done this. It's, it's not right. It's not right, Chris. I'm not having it. <laughs> what did you get, guys? Let us know at Podcast at gmail.com. Did you get 26? If you got over 20, well done, because that's pretty damn impressive, and you should <laughs> definitely tell us. Drop us a line. Um... Now, before we go, we've got a few emails here, and you might recall in a recent podcast, I think it was last week, we actually talked about scams in Mm. Japan, and since then, a lot of people have messaged me about various scams going on, and we've got two uh, emails here, and the first one's from Ohad, and he says, Hey there, Chris and Pete, love your podcast, and listening to every new episode when it comes out. I just arrived in Tokyo, I wanted to share a weird story. I was going about in Akihabara when an old lady insisted that I sign a petition of some sort. When I tried to un- when I tried to understand it, she pointed at a small leaflet that talked about organ donations. Any idea what that was? Hope it was nothing major. <laughs> um, yeah, I've had a few people message me about this. I don't really know. I've never seen this myself. And my first bit of advice would be don't sign it because that's a little bit odd, um, given that you're a foreign tourist in Japan. Mm. I don't possibly know how you could be a value is it to not the organ donation the, market of Japan. Is it not the um, Falun Gong uh, Chinese um, uh, organ removal uh, thing? If I was going to bet, I would say that it's probably the um, Chinese uh, Falun Gong followers who are that? annoyed. It's a, I think it's a form of yoga or some kind of spiritual uh, following uh, that's banned in China, and uh, the Chinese government um, treat the followers very badly, uh, and there's r- reports of... Um, you know, persecution and uh, abuse, wild, widespread uh, abuse and organ removal in, in, in some cases as well. Um, oh, blimey. Uh, something they're That's continuing. Pretty damn sinister. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so you'll see in uh, outside in outside the Chinese embassy in pretty much every um, western and eastern um, city, mm. you will get um, you will get Falun Gong um, protesters protesting outside. Uh, outside. There's, there's ones in uh, London uh, if you go up. Past the BBC on uh, Old Great Portland Street, you'll see there's always somebody protesting outside the uh, outside the Chinese embassy over the other side, and they're, they're always there. It's it's incredibly uh, incredible. Um, so this is single-mindedness. This is actually something. That's all I can it. imagine. It, I can, that's all I can imagine. The organ donation thing would 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 be, would be about. I reckon because I mean you can't mm. really just offer your guts up <laughs> on all day. Yeah, take that. <laughs> We've got another one from Hyde, which is a, a different one. I, I mean, the first one, whether it's a scam or not, remains a little bit vague. The second yeah. one's from Hyde. I'll let you handle that, Pete. All right. What up, gents? Love the podcast. Keep at it. We will probably hide. That's all right with you. I have a story for you both, and I'm curious if you've ever heard of anything like this before. This happened to me twice. I was walking through a construction tunnel in Akihabara. It acts like a shortcut so you don't have to walk around the block. It was around 8 or 9 o'clock in the morning. A tall guy in uh, all black with black medical mask, sunglasses, a hat and a hood over his hat walks up to me and puts his hand out with a 100 yen coin in the middle. The first time I just ignored him. Yeah. Uh, The first time I just ignored him and walked right round. The second time I was in mid-conversation with my wife and I didn't even see him. He just suddenly popped out, grabbed my arm near the elbow and showed me his hand again with a 100 yen coin. I shook him off uh, and muttered involuntary, what the fuck? And then uh, walked off. He did not give chase, but I saw him watch from inside the tunnel until I was out of sight, just standing there. It's creepy enough that he was skinny, tall and all in black uh, in a darkly dimly uh, lit tunnel with sunglasses on in the dark, like some kind of yokai, LOL. Um, There was a security camera on this guy to he operates in full view of an ATM camera or something I don't know if he's trying to do a magic trip rip me off or he was just messing with Gaijin um, what do you think <laughs> it's so weird just a man in a dark tunnel with sunglasses on yeah. bothering tourists I think that's quite common I've heard that quite a lot I think it's basically it could be someone who's homeless or it could just be someone who's looking for money the thing is homeless people in Japan are actually they never seem to beg for anything. They kind of keep to themselves, whereas this chap just sounds like he thought it could be a way of earning money. Didn't we read out a story before, a few months ago, of someone... that ha- This happened to them in Akihabara. In Akihabara, yeah. And they, I mean, yeah. And they gave him some money, and the guy went off and bought some... Uh, Rice bottle. bought some mochi, right? Some yeah. mochi, Oh, yeah, mochi, rice. yes, that's right, yeah. And then the guy, the guy offered it uh to the foreign person who'd who'd given him the money he offered him a bit of the rice cake <laughs> as a thank you or something Sharing it was rather the weird yeah that yeah. was quite cool actually yeah i forgot about that it's quite funny <laughs> yeah i would call it a scam i'd just call it 
a little bit intimidating. Being <laughs> a darkly, dimly lit tunnel with a skinny tall guy wearing a black mask covering his face. With sunglasses as well. Um, mm. Honestly, sounds kind of weird. I, I guess I guess Akihabara is kind of... Um, it's quite a new thing that it's a bit of a tourist uh, trap. So I guess people would sort of say, well, where, where, where are tourists? Well, mm. Shibuya, but also um, Akihabara is a pretty popular place because it's all of the otaku geek culture. Absolutely. I mean... The most of the scams that I read about recently have been in Akihabara, though. I mean, both of these, mm. uh, both of these stories are in Akihabara, and the other one, flag the boys. flag people. Mm. Remember last week, the people that stick a Japanese flag in your hand, and you think, "Oh wow, a free flag!" and then they try and charge you five hundred yen for it. Yeah. They were in Akihabara as well. So, if you are in Akihabara, just be wary. There seems to be a lot of scams going on. Nothing too serious. More annoying than anything. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just be on your guard. And if you see your friend or family member being talked to or made to sign something or give money, just drag them away. Uh, as I did with my friend, just keep them away, really. That's all I'll say on that. Uh, but if you have anything happen to you, that sounds sinister. Uh, if you have any experiences on your travels in Japan, let us know at brawnjapanpodcast at gmail.com. Keep the questions coming. Next week, guys, we'll be doing a episode, an episode dedicated to answering your questions and reading out your stories. But for now, no matter where you might be, out there in the big wide world, thanks for listening, and we'll be back this same time next Thursday. Have a good one. Next week, we're going to do a show about what we like in girls. Um, a, a dashing smile and the ability to cook fried chicken upon request. That's Christopher! Uh, that's all I want. That's all I ask. It's 2019. What's wrong with you? The Radio Stakano Network. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm.